Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com. You're on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any of the other times of the week, Please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, the locations, the platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and invite uh, some of your friends, uh, some of those people that are in your sphere of influence that maybe don't know Christ but are asking questions about Christ so that we can go ahead and bring them into the knowledge of the truth. Go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would join me in a word of prayer, we'll go ahead and sanctify our time that we have together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your words. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. 
Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is Your Victory is Guaranteed, Part 7. And we've been kind of digging into some things to, to help us to understand, come to the place of realization that God has already given us the victory, and he wants us to walk in that victory, use that victory to get from point A from, to point B. You know, in my prayer, I, I consistently pray that we would go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I mean, we're not supposed to go up and down. This is not a roller coaster ride. Amen. Yes, we are uh, supposed to be those that are accustomed to walking in an elevated position, thinking in an elevated position. I get that. But see, we're supposed to have one direction in our life, and that direction is up. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 41 says, they that wait or they that minister unto the Lord, it says they are the ones that are going to mount up with wings as eagles. It didn't say they're the ones that's going to go through. See, that's, these are just some of the things religion has, has, has taken root in our lives and caused us to function in a, a disproportionate a place of, of understanding and, 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 and we don't operate in victory. We just operate in, okay, I think I can. I'd like to. I want to. No, no, no. God has guaranteed your victory. It is sealed by blood, beloved. Uh, he, he gave us a new covenant based on better promises that is ratified by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. See, he, he, he wants us to, to understand our covenant privileges and stop operating way below the thing God said was yours. You know, um, as you grew up, <laughs> wow, as you grew up and you found out that something was yours, even the people in your family, you would not allow them to play with what was yours? You would remind them. That's my whatever it was that you're playing with. You would remind them of that. You would tell them over and over and over again uh, what and who that belonged to. You just didn't let uh, uh, things go, you know? And so then why is it that, that we don't do that with the enemy of our soul, the devil? We'll let him come and take stuff and, and, and remove uh, thoughts and, and privileges that we haven't walked in in a time, and then we just say, well, maybe God doesn't change his mind. Beloved, please know this, understand this. God says, it is of my mercy that you're not consumed. They are new every morning, 
and they are coming from a position that has great faithfulness. Okay? He's not going to run out. Oh, just please just go there and see this so that you will understand. Okay? Turn to Lamentations chapter 3. Okay? Comes right after the book of Jeremiah. Lamentations means uh, to cry or to wail. And, and Jeremiah was the one who was wailing or crying because he was moved by the Spirit of God uh, to, 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 get, to help the people get to the place where they could understand God's grace, God's mercy, God's love is a thing that you can bank on. See, your victory is guaranteed. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 and following. He says this, this is what I recall to my mind. And because I recall this to my mind, it causes me hope. Therefore, have I hope. So then if you find yourself in a situation that you think is hopeless, I need for you to recall this to your mind, okay? He's going to tell you what to think. When you're, when you're facing mountains, and I don't know why you would be facing them, you should be speaking to them, but we'll get to that later. He says that if you're, if you're facing mountains in your life, situations that don't seem like they're going to work out, the reason that it is, is stopping you from moving, stopping the flow of God, is because you think that that means you are going to be denied. Okay? That's not possible. Because God says, this is what I recall. Jeremiah was helping the people. He's helping us to understand uh, what we should do, how we should do it. This is what I recall to my mind. Okay? And he says, because I recall this to my mind. Come on, y'all. Listen to, listen to Lamentations 3. He says, I need to recall things to my mind. I need to focus afresh. Okay? It says that when you're going through or facing something, please take the time to reflect on the promises that have been given to you. Okay? This is what I recall to my mind. Therefore, because of this, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. What is the thing that's stopping you from being destroyed? What is the thing that's stopping you from being consumed? It is, and I love this, it is the mercies with an S, plural, if you would. Glory to God. Okay, come on, y'all. Let's just look at this. Hear what he's saying. If you find yourself in a situation, please know that while you are facing that situation, you have multiple mercies. Amen. This is what I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. <laughs> it is of the Lord's mercies. Glory to God. <clears throat> you know, the kingdom of God works on a different mathematic scale, if you would. The devil is a thief. And so thieves can only subtract. That's the devil's math system. He's stuck with that math system. Jesus said the thief only comes to steal, kill, destroy. <clears throat> Each one of those is a function 
of subtraction. Okay? That's his only system that he has. God has rigged this thing up for you, beloved. He's guaranteed your victory so that you will know that you always come out on top. So since the devil can only subtract, God's system works on multiplication. Okay? All right. Um, I know the Bible says for us to uh, seek first the kingdom of God and then things. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Things will be added unto you. Is that correct? I hadn't looked at it from this perspective, but things means I'm using multiples of whatever it is I need to use. I am using things. The devil can only use one form of math, that is subtraction. I can use, as it says in first, uh, it says in Second uh, Peter chapter one, it says grace and peace is going to be multiplied to you. Okay, so he's taking grace and he's multiplying grace times peace. Grace and peace be multiplied. That is his math process, if you would. So here you have the devil stealing, which is all he can do. Okay, he can use subtraction. That's all he has. Okay, so here we are. He's using subtraction and God is using multiplication. Grace by itself would be enough for you to win, okay? Because uh, uh, um, we, by the grace of God, the Bible says, Jesus tasted death. He did that by the grace of God, okay? So that tells us grace by itself will win. But then he said grace is going to be multiplied times peace. Peace by itself would cause you to win. The God of peace will bruise Satan under your heels shortly. So peace by itself would cause us to win. But God is so interested in you having this guaranteed victory that he's multiplying grace times peace. See, he's multiplying grace times peace. So we need to understand that as he's multiplying grace times peace, then he wants us to use that same system. Okay. See, those are the things that, that maybe we would need to understand that um, God has a system in place that causes your life to be worked out accurately, walked out accurately. Okay. See, he's not just just giving you a glimpse. Glory to God. Remember, beloved, Jesus said, it is finished. That means everything that was necessary for you is already yours, given to you, so that you can experience the victory. Walk in the system, and the system brings you to victory. Jesus said it like this. If you are my disciples, if you're disciplined by me, by my word, it says continue if my word, in my word. Then are you disciplined, discipled by that truth. And the truth that you are intimate with, discipled by, will make you free. He just told you the system. The system is truth. 
Amen. Yes, truth is a person. I got that. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, so I have no problem with that. Truth is also a person. But what mm, 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 what he's wanting us to do is he's wanting us to know the person of Jesus, truth, and then operate in the system that he says would cause our victory, okay? God says in First in John, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. Third John, I'm sorry, not uh, First John, Third John, for chapter one. Okay, see, he, he, this is the system. You are intimate with the person, and the person takes you through the system. Do you see this? See, if 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 you understand and submit to Jesus, the person, He will then take you to the system, the the steps. Does the Bible not tell you that there are steps that are preordained? Well, we've been studying that, that we should walk in them, okay? We're going to deal with that. That's Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to say that. See, there are steps that they were created, steps with an S. Come on, come on, come on. That's a system, is it not? Amen. See, he, he wants us to, to become accustomed to this, to, to walk in this all the time. Why? So that we can then enjoy what he's already done for us. It is a finished work. And so once we understand the person first, and I get that, the person, truth is a person, because the Bible says it, I am the way, the truth, the life. That's the person. Now the person introduces you to the system that causes victory. Okay? I mean, we, we, we need to, di- to get that. Back to Lamentations chapter 3. It says, this is what I recall to my mind. And it gives me hope. See, I, I, I share this story a lot just to, to bring it as a testimony that I that I knew about, I was um, here in Atlanta. I was new to the city, and I got an apartment. And my apartment for my one bedroom apartment was one hundred and seventy nine dollars and fifty cents. Now, in 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 nineteen seventy uh, seventy three, that was pretty much a, a, a well no seventy six. That was pretty much a a lot of money for a brother. <laughs> so then I knew that. If I was spending a hundred and seventy nine dollars a month for my rent, that that included everything I could see in that location that was connected to it. The clubhouse was mine to go to and have fun, fellowship. The pools that they had, they had three pools, two Olympic size pools. One was a diving pool, one was a racing pool, and all of the uh, uh, the, the 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 layout that was down there, all of that was being paid for by my rent. I knew that. I understood that. I couldn't swim, but that was still my privilege that was already laid out for me. They had basketball courts, tennis courts, and all of those recreation places were for me to use because I paid my rent. Okay? So then God has made provision for us through what Jesus did, his finished work, gave me access to all of those things that he brings up in his Bible, okay? So then I had to go to the place of beginning to understand that. So 
as I was walking in that, I would go down to the uh, to the clubhouse. I'd go down to the pool every day. When the pool opened, it opened, I think it was 11 o'clock, and by 11.15, I was at the pool. Well, first of all, it's hot in Atlanta, Georgia. So in the summertime, you might as well be at the pool because it's just going to be hot. So I was there every day. And um, I, the lifeguard that was there, you know, we would talk, and I told him I couldn't swim. And he said, well, let me give you some information. And so he gave me some information that would help me, you know, to swim. So um, he, he showed me some things, and what he did, he says, I need for you to, uh, um, to be able to, to use your body correctly. If you, would, if you would position your body correctly, then you would, first of all, you would float because your body has buoyancy. And he says, so learn to do that and not be afraid that all of a sudden you're going to sink like a rock. You're not made, you're not designed to sink like a rock. So then I began to, to, to utilize that information, and he showed me how to um, uh, use my legs correctly. And he would say, kick, kick, because that's going to cause you to be able to propel through the water. So I would do that. He told me to hold on to the wall um, so that I can uh, make myself float by holding on to the wall, and then I would exercise my legs. I would kick, kick, and kick, and I would experience the thrust that was there because I would find out that as I kicked, I would go back towards the wall. So I'm understanding my power, even though I wasn't going anywhere. Okay. So he told me, you know, just practice that, practice that. And I did. Then he said, now I want you to practice uh, the buoyancy by keeping your head up and just taking your hands and pulling the water back with your hands. Push them in front of you, pull back. And he, I noticed that when I did that, that I would go through the water. I would push forward through the water. So I would go across the pool one time using just my legs. And then I would go across the pool on the way back with just using my arms so that they would become accustomed to what I was going to require as I was swimming. Okay? So I, I learned that. I did that maybe about a month, uh, like I say, every day. And I'm, I'm getting pretty good at that. So then now he said, put the two of them together. He said, keep kicking all the time and then use your arms and you'll find out that you'll cut through the water faster. And I began to do that. And I began to be pretty proficient at that. I would be able to get across the water uh, much faster than I was doing with just the one. So I, I got good at that. So one day um, it, was, it was getting dark. And so the lights in the pool uh, would come on. They were located in the side walls of the pool. And so I was swimming, doing my little thing that I, I said, okay, I'm good. Now, yes, I understand. I'm in the shallow end of the pool. But you learn where you are so that you can get to where you need to go. But I was doing that. And so I was uh, swimming across the pool, you know, just having myself a good time. But because the light appeared through all of the water and the waves that uh, were being created by my motion the light appeared to be closer than it was, and I thought that meant that the wall was closer than it was. So then as I would, would do when I was uh, swimming in the daytime, when I would get close to the wall, I would stop swimming and coast because I'm going to get the wall, okay? But because I was disoriented by uh, the waves that the light seemed to be closer, I stopped swimming. 
Well, when you stop swimming, beloved, when you stop doing what you're supposed to do, you start to fail. You start to, 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 to feel like you are inadequate all of a sudden. And so I knew the lifeguard was my friend, and so I knew exactly where he was. And so I looked to him. He was at the other end of the pool. And so, you know, I'm saying, okay, he's going to save me because he's my friend. And what he did is something different. He hollered and said, start kicking. And I heard him, and so I said, okay, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Start doing what I was already doing. And so I started kicking again, and naturally, I ended up at the wall. So that's the same thing that God is trying to tell you, beloved. Some of the things in your life, you've already experienced victory, but you didn't track it. You didn't uh, bring it to your remembrance. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. He's going to have a mercy that speaks to me. He's going to tell me, start walking in the spirit. Start moving according to my word, and you will end up in victory. See, that's how that story kind of correlates right there. You can see that if I listen to him, look for his mercies, then he's guaranteed me I will not be consumed. Even though at that time when I stopped swimming, the devil was saying, you're going to die. You know you can't swim. Well, I don't know why he was even bothering to tell me that. I was already swimming, beloved. Yeah, I wasn't swimming in the deep. See, that's another conversation. The, the, the thing the devil was telling me is I couldn't swim. I was swimming. I left the other side of the pool, and I was going toward the, the, this side of the pool. How do you get there? You swim from side to side. So the devil, to tell me that I, I couldn't swim, that was a lie. See, he was trying to take away the thing that I was accustomed to doing. I was accustomed to getting from one side of the pool to the other. Now, he's going to lie and tell me, you're going to drown because you can't swim. What do you think I've been doing for the last 20 minutes, boy? See, you have to uh, uh, align yourself. The Bible tells us to bring every thought into captivity until that thought obeys Christ. See, the thought that God gave me was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, I need to bring that thought into captivity. I can do this. So then, devil, you're lying. I've already been doing it. It's the same thing that happened to Peter when Peter asked if he could walk on the water. He said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. And Jesus had to say come because it was him. So then he came. And the Bible says he got out of the boat and he walked to Jesus. But as he was walking, the devil said, you ain't got no business walking on the wall. Look at on the water. Look at all these waves. Look at all this wind. Look at all. And then, the, the, then the, what happened is the boy began to look at something other than the promise that was already given to him by that word, come. And the Bible says, beginning to sink, Jesus reached down and grabbed his hand. And then Jesus asked him a question. He said, hey. Water walker, why did you doubt? You was already walking on the water, Peter. It said he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 
You was already doing it. But now you started getting other information that the enemy was giving you so that he can destroy you. He was stealing the word that would support you. He was stealing your future because you were looking at your now, not understanding that you, ooh, this is good, not understanding that your now will bring you to your future. Your now will bring you to your destiny because he's going to speak to you in your now. Why? So that he can bring you to your destiny. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So, so, so then we, let's, let's make sure we understand. It is not because of my effort and my wisdom. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Oh, you need to get that, beloved, because he's going to say something about those mercies, what he wants you to remember about those mercies. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Wow. So then since his mercies are the thing that's keeping me from being consumed, I need to know, is that something I can count on? He said his mercies fail not. Why? Because they are new Every morning. Wow. So then, let's just understand. Dig into this one scripture here. Okay? Lamentation chapter 3, verse 21 and following. He said, I need to think. Bring this back to my remembrance. Bring this back to my thinking. That it is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. So, is his mercy, excuse me, are his mercies there? When I'm going through trouble? Yeah, he said, that's what keeps me from being consumed. So that I need to think about that. I don't need to put my uh, heart's position in part and say, God, you're going to let me fail. No, 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 no. The reason I can't fail is because I have his mercy. I'm thinking about his mercy. I'm activating his mercy. Well, well, they're going to run out before the day is over. Well, even if that could happen, the next morning, I'll have new ones. And I will help you. Um, he was not talking about an a.m. or a p.m. Uh, condition here. Because in, in Second Peter, the same one that we were talking about, where he's multiplying, glory to God, where he's multiplying grace and peace to you, he also says, oh, God. we're coming back to Lamentations 3. We're coming back to Lamentations 3. Uh, put put some in it so you can come back and turn there right quick. We're going to finish this. Wow. I hadn't connected the two to just now. Turn to um, Second Peter. Wow, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Second Peter, chapter 1. Boy, wow. Wow, this is just good. This is, this is the system that God has in place. That's why your victory is guaranteed because it's connected to, oh, my God, my God. It's connected to order. Systems are things that work in order. 
And your victory is connected to systems. It's connected to order. And so then when you find out, understand, uh, comprehend that order, then you don't have to worry about where you are in the process because the system was in place prior to, come on, y'all, prior to your, 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 your process starting. Amen. Before God pushed the go button, he gave a command. He gave a word. Amen. See, before you were here, there were words spoken that God put in place. That was the system that he wanted you to operate in. I hope y'all are getting this. This is definitely blessing me. My God, my God. Because I, I wasn't even thinking about how it just connected, but I'm, I want you to dig into the mercies of God, okay? The, the, what he's put in place as a system for your victory. And it doesn't matter what your trial is, the system was there first, okay? I need for you to know that because God put the systems in place before he even made man. On the first five days, he put the systems in place. Let the earth bring forth. He was putting systems in place. The heavens to give the rain. He was putting systems in place. Why? So that whenever you face whatever the situation that you would come in contact with, there is a system that's already been given, wow, sir, to, to, to make sure you would win. Okay? So you, 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 your victory is guaranteed because he laid all of these things out prior to even making man. He placed man in a finished work. He placed man in a garden that had systems already in place. And then he told the man, be fruitful. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on. He didn't tell the man to make fruit. He told the man to be fruitful. I hope you see the difference. The systems were already in place. He just said, man, be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish, my God. Ooh, see, I mean, I, I, God is tying some things together here. I, I told you that the only thing the devil can use is the system of subtraction. And God's word is so powerful. Look at what he told the man when he put the man in these systems that would be working for him. He told the man, be fruitful, multiply. Did he tell the man, be fruitful, but now this is subtraction. You're going to have trouble dealing with that. He didn't tell him nothing about that, did he? He said, what I need you to do is just to be fruitful. Multiply. Wow. Stop looking at things that you think you don't have, just the process of subtraction, and think about the multiplication system that I've already put in place for you. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish. I mean, really, from that point on, there was nothing that the devil can do because if the systems were already in place, replenish the earth. You had plenty to do, replenish the earth. Amen. Because the system, count on, depend on the systems that I've already put in place for you to function within. I didn't put you here to, to be dealing with uh, subtraction, to be concerned about thievery. You don't have to do that. The devil's under your feet. 
if you understand that I've given you systems and a word, all of the systems, beloved, all of the systems that God put in place are voice activated. And God said, let there be. System was. Glory to God. I hope that you're tracking this. Okay? Because then when you are facing something, go back to the word that caused the system to work, and then that system will work for you. Gravity is a system. Glory to God. And it's in place from Jump Street. Okay? And so then if you will operate according to the word that caused the system to be here. Lord Jesus. The reason that Jesus was able to walk on water is because he's the one that created the system, gravity. So that he would simply say and do things that are from the original perspective. Not from the created perspective, from the original perspective. A thought is the original perspective. That which is made by the thought is the creative perspective. Come on, y'all. I mean, this is how he wants you to work into your heart the systems and the commands that regard the systems or cause the systems to operate accurately. Jesus wasn't concerned about gravity. He made it. Amen. Okay, we'll do it this way. Gravity was created by a word, and he is the word. That's why when he said to Peter one word, the word that he gave Peter causes the gravity to be suspended. He told Peter, come. So then, whatever you're facing in your life, if you would hear the word that controls the system, then cause the voice activation to work. I mean, really, beloved, I have given you the answers that you've been looking for for I don't know how long. The answer is in the word because the systems will always operate according to the word. The Bible says that he's given the sea a commandment that it should not go any further. Why? Because the system of water functions by the word. Voice activated. Whew. My God. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this one myself. Woo! And preach myself happy. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get to um, what I would like for you to do is take the time to read Second uh, Peter chapter 1, the whole thing. I would like for you to take the time to dissect the chapter. He says, this is what I recall to my mind, and it gives me hope. Therefore, have I hope. So then he, he's taking his, his understanding and making it fruitful again. I'm understanding what the commands were and what the commands do to the systems. Because the Bible tells us that the, the, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. The systems of this world will become the systems of our God and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever. 
See? So then whatever you're facing comes through a system. It comes through a, a system of good thoughts or a system of bad thoughts, a system of positive understanding of what God said or a negative understanding of what God said. I'm not talking about positive thinking. I said positive understanding of what God said. See, it's a little bit different because the system works. Okay? There are already things built into the system that we need to understand. See? And once we understand them, since Jesus understood the system, walking on the water was no biggie because he understood the system. I'm, I'm hoping that you would get this. No, I'm not telling you to go find a way to rebel against the, uh, rebel against nature. I'm, woo, that's so good, sir. I'm giving you an opportunity to understand that even nature is subject to the word. Nature is subject to the word. Do you remember when uh, the children of Israel were fighting and Joshua and, 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 and they were fighting and Joshua needed more time? And so then he asked for more time and God caused the system to be suspended and the sun went back 15 degrees. Why? Because the word controls the system. You remember another time that um, Hezekiah was sick, nigh unto death, and he prayed to God that he would be able to enjoy 15 more years, and God pulled the system back. He held the system of life and death and pulled it back, and he enjoyed 15 more years. See, the word of God controls the system. I just need for you to know that, understand that. The more proficient you are in the word that causes the systems to work, the more enjoyment you will have by that word. Okay? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love, whichever one you love, shall enjoy or eat the fruits of that word. Yeah, I'm talking about a word that controls systems. See? When you understand that, then whatever you're facing, you'll say, okay, wait a minute, it's still a system. God, what should I do with this system? Elijah was a man that understood that the word of God controls systems. He prayed, there are active words there, that it would not rain for the space of three years. Okay. He said it would not rain until I say so. Excuse me. Come on, y'all. See, he understood that the word controls the system. He said there will be no more rain system until I say so. And for the space of three years, there was no more rain. Why, Elijah? Because the systems function by the word. So then we can kind of just ask some questions since we're here. 
then I'm, I'm under the system of, of poverty. And what should I do? Just stay under the system? No, you should speak to, come on, come on, come on. You should speak to mountains. Mountains are a systems of elevation in front of you. Is that not correct? And you can speak to systems. If you would say to this mountain, be thou removed, then this mountain would be thrown into the sea. If you would say to this sycamore tree, be plucked up, instead of being rooted, be uprooted and be cast into the sea. And then the systems that are in place would happen because everything is voice activated. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that you're tracking this with me. Because some of the things that you've been facing, let me just tell you, it's time up for that system. Amen. Again, he gave you the authority. Back in Genesis, this is what he gave you. He gave you authority over all of the things that are here. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the Earth. Wow. I'm sorry. He didn't just say subdue the place where you like to be. That's not what he said. He said subdue the earth. He just took limits off, didn't he? Amen. Everything that creeps on the earth, you have authority. Why? Because the system that's in place is that they are here to benefit man. Amen. He gave man control over everything. They are here to benefit man. Well, we'll just keep on going here. Bless the Lord God. So then when you understand that accurately, not because of lust or need, but because you understand God thinks this way and wants you to enjoy good, he said he's giving you A-L-L, all things richly to enjoy. All things richly to enjoy. Okay? So then as we begin to think about that and then we speak to the systems, <laughs> learn what God is wanting to do with the systems. <laughs> I mean, y'all, I'm just looking through the Bible and seeing case after case after case. You remember Laban and Jacob, and Laban was trying to trick him and, 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 and make him work for him and, and cause him to be able, cause him to think that he'll never get out of this indentured servitude. But God caused him to hear another process in the systems of reproduction. He said, what I need for you to do, here, do this for me. Just every time you, you, you feed them and give them some water, Put these populist branches in front of their eyes. Cause them to look at something differently. And then when they uh, reproduce, they're going to reproduce after what they see. And all of the calves came out spotted and, and, and speckled. Well, how did he do that? Because God walked him into understanding of a system. My God, my God. See? With, with, with that information, you can turn things around. When Jacob left there, he left there with more than people thought he should have. He was, he was more well off 
and the cattle were, 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 were fat because God revealed to him systems. My God. Take your time. Go and look at Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and find the systems and what God wants you to do with the system. Okay? Do in the system. They were here. God gave you the oh Lord. God gave you systems to work. And when you work the systems, then everything the system controls, you now control. Okay? I'm hoping you get this. If you understand the systems, then everything the systems control. You can control. Wow. That's just powerful by yourself, y'all. Second Peter. This is one of those ones I get you that, that you're going to have to go back and listen to a bunch of times. Take your notes. Write them down. Dig into it. This is not a revelation just for me, beloved. This is revelation that's necessary to be in the earth because man has abused the earth and therefore the earth is spewing out, having issues, vomiting, volcanoes are happening. Why? Because man has abused the earth because the earth is the Lord's. Okay? So then since it is, and if I understand systems, I can cause restoration to happen. Even though the man has messed it up, I can speak to it and cause the systems that are in place to overcome this thing. Amen. Amen. You know, it's not going to be done. It's probably not going to be done because of a good uh, feeling. Okay? It's going to be done because I understand command. When I understand command, then I can affect systems. When I do the right thing, the Bible says, then the earth will release her produce. It will release the good stuff that the earth has for this land. Because I'm requiring it because I understand the systems. I'm not going to get mad at a brother because he didn't understand the systems. I'm going to introduce him to the systems. My God, this is good. I'm going to introduce him to the systems and to the God that made the systems and then invite him to be able to participate in overcoming what has already happened. My God. That, you know what that would do, beloved? Wow. That would make you necessary in the earth. Wow. That would, again, give you a voice because you will be able to do things just like Elijah. Come on, y'all. Just like Elijah became significant in the earth because it didn't rain till he said so. Mm. So when you understand how to hear from God what to do with systems, you become important again. You become influential again. Not for pride's sake, but so that you can cause God's earth to enter back into the rest that God said it should have. I mean, y'all, just look at how God does things. He, he, he made manna 
available for the children. But then he told them, don't try to uh, uh, get the manna on the day I told you not to work. Don't do that. And the manna will last two days, even though you collected the last one on Friday, you won't have to worry about getting no more till Monday. See? Same thing he told them about the, 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 the year of Jubilee and what to do with the earth. He said, you're going to sow for six years, and in one year, you're going to let the earth rest. So from six to eight, God has the ability to make things sustained for your, on your behalf. Because you're not going to sow in year seven, so what are you going to eat in year seven? That means you have to eat off of what came in year six, because year six is going to sustain you till the new beginning, year eight. Because after you plant in year eight, you have to wait till the cycle or the season goes so that you can then reap the harvest. So that's two years that you, the earth is not doing anything, but God was still sustaining you because he controls the system. My God. <laughs> Second Peter. See, we're trying to recall this to our mind to give us hope that it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. They are new every morning. That's what I'm trying to get to, okay? New every morning, okay? So he wasn't talking about an a.m., p.m. thing. Watch this. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse 17. Okay? You read the whole chapter, beloved. I want you to see how things are tied together. God was not talking in chapter and verse. He was talking with a revelation that flows from the beginning to the end. Okay? We pick it up in the middle and study that way. But, we, but we're supposed to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can study a specific word, but learn to live by every word. Okay. First um, Peter chapter 1, verse 15. It says, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my deceit, to have these things always in remembrance. So he's talking about our memory again here, ain't he? This is what I bring to my memory. This is what I recall. Therefore, have I hope. Breathe these things into your remembrance. You can study them out. They're in verses 1 to 13. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then we need to understand here, there are two things, systems, come on, systems. He said you should understand the power and the coming and the nearness. Understand that of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. It's not just enough, y'all. It's not just enough 
to, 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 to hear the word and like the word, you have to understand that the word brought with it majesty. And it says we were eyewitnesses of majesty. Where was his majesty? How was his majesty displayed? For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him. Wait a minute. How did they, how did God connect this glory? How did God connect this majesty that they witnessed? It was connected through a voice, a word, something that spoke to systems. He received honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from, from the excellent glory. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The voice came where? To him. Is God the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes, he is. So that means that you should expect to have a voice come to you from the excellent glory. Amen. The words that are spoken could be different, but he said first it was a voice that came to him. I'm hoping you get that. Learn to hear the voice of the Lord. Then you will be able to interpret the words and live by the words of the Lord. There came to him a voice <laughs> from the excellent glory. This is what the voice said. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have, verse 19, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Your your victory is what? Guaranteed. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed to this more sure word of prophecy. He says, take heed unto it as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Is he talking about an AM experience? No, he's not. He's talking about you paying attention, being attentive, understanding systems that God set in place that he gave you the authority by verbal command to orchestrate in your life. But you're going to have to pay attention to the voice of the Lord, hear what the word of the Lord would say unto you. It's going to be sent to you, and it says, we, would, we have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto, because of that, we should take heed unto that word of prophecy as we would look at a light that shines out of, unto a dark place. <laughs> It's the light. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He said the light is going to shine into the dark place. Notice he's not interested in you affecting change so that you can enjoy stuff. He's wanting you to affect change because you see light coming into it. That's what God did in Genesis chapter 1 
It says, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep, and then he spoke into the darkness. See? And he's wanting you to learn how to participate in this exchange of power. He didn't, he didn't say, I need the darkness to move. No, he spoke into it. And because light came, darkness then didn't have a choice but to move, did it? Amen. See, you, you, you got to look at the system that he just set up. He's not concerned about the dark being there. He says, the system that I have for you to, to deal with darkness is to wait till you get the light that shines into it. Take a word into the darkness. Stop beating the air, trying to make effect change into the dark situation. Speak. This is all done by a voice. It says, we have a more sure Word of prophecy, whereunto you do well to take heed, to look at, to pay attention to, as you would pay attention to a light that shines into into a dark place. Wait a minute. He said, pay attention to it the same way that you would pay attention to a light that shines into a dark place. Do you know what that means? That means that you were confused, disoriented, but now that you are having the ability to put a light that shines into the darkness, you can navigate correctly, can't you? Amen. See? You're you're not trying to, to affect change because of your might. You are affecting change because of your light. The light shines into uh, pay attention the same way you would pay attention to how you just discovered your way out of the mess. Because I shine the light into the mess, and the light calls me to see how to get out of the mess. He said, we have a more sure word of prophecy, that we should pay attention to that sure word of prophecy. The same way we would pay attention to the light that's shining into the darkness. I have expectations that things are going to change because I have placed light into the dark situation. I pay attention to what that just what that light going into the darkness just transformed. There are things that, 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 that I was in question about. Those things, those questions have been removed. Why? Because the light was shined into a dark place. And he says, not only that, look at the two, two-fold process here. As a light that shines into a dark place, and the light is going to stay there. Come on, come on, come on. The light is going to stay there until a revelation hits your spirit, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. You, you shine the light and see God's perspective of what should be. And then there will be a revelation that happens on the inside of you. The day will dawn. The day star will arise in your heart. Now that system of revelation that Jesus said he's going to build his church on, 
and that as he's building his church upon this revelation, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Ain't nothing the devil can do to stop this. It's like too light. It's it's the it's it's almost saying it's too late for you now, devil. Light is here. Isaiah chapter sixty says that you should arise and shine. Why? Because your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's the change is going to come from within. It has risen up and on you. See? It's not just going to be something that you like to look at. It's going to come up from the inside until it flows all over you. It's going to come up on you. See? You have a more sure word of prophecy. You will do well that you pay attention to that word that is more sure. The, 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 the systems that have come against you are there, but you have a more sure word of prophecy. But you're going to have to shine the light into the dark space. Take the word and say what the word has commanded you to say. Because you have been given the ability, the power, to call those things that be not as though they were. You've been given that authority. See? And he said in the beginning of this chapter that grace and peace is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to have more knowledge about the trial. That doesn't bring victory. He says that grace and peace is going to be multiplied because you have the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus. Or you can say it this way, the knowledge that God uses and the knowledge that Jesus uses. Amen. See? He had knowledge that as he spoke, so shall it be. He had that knowledge. So that it would behoove us to have that same knowledge working on the inside of us. We have a more sure word of prophecy that we need to pay attention as a light that shines in a dark place. See? As the day that, that they, they start, come on, says, as the dawn would, as the day would dawn. So, okay, just so I get it. He just told me that I can have a better day. Through the word of God, the light of the word of God, the entrance of his word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. He said, I need to pay attention to this more sure word of prophecy as I would as a light that shines in a dark place until my day dawns. Until I understand what he said and what he wants me to do. You know, you can't work while it's day, night, Jesus said. He said, you got to work in the day. So then here, I just caused me to be able to work because my day just dawned. See? I've got a revelation now of what to do in this situation. i got a revelation now of what to do for this system that's been coming against me. He says, and when I get this revelation, he says, now the day star 
is going to arise in your heart. Glory to God. The day, come, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Notice this. The day star is going to arise. It was just dark a minute ago, but now I've changed my day, and that star, the day star that's going to arise is going to keep me away from the night of depression, the night of despair. Can you see that? I'm going to have a day star to arise. So that it's going to be seen usually. You don't easily see stars in the day. But this thing is going to be, again, the gates of hell can't prevail. This thing is going to become so awesome that the day star doesn't arise on the outside. It arises where? In my heart. The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart, that if you shall confess the Lord Jesus. If you shall say, Jesus is Lord of this situation. See? Then the transfer is going to happen because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I see what God has said. I now speak what God has said. And the day star arises in my heart. Cannot be stopped. This process keeps me from the darkness of despair. Keeps me from it because there is revelation that is happening throughout my day now. My dawn has happened. This is what I recall to my mind. Go back to go go back to Lamentations chapter three. I hope this is blessing you. I'm really equipping you for uh, the the process of victory. This is the system that God has in place for you so that winning becomes normal, becomes natural. It becomes as easy as breathing. Amen. Wow, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's really... The, 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 the degree of difficulty that you're going to have in the spirit. That is your world in the spirit is as easy as breathing because all of the systems are voice activated. Lamentations chapter 3. My God, my God. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. It is good. The Lord is good unto them that minister, wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Go back to the days of innocency. (laughs) The the, the days when it was easy for you to believe God. It's better for a man to, to, to bear the yoke in the youth. Go back to that place. When you knew that there was nothing that would separate you from the love of God. 
This is what I recall to my mind. And it causes me hope because I know that his compassion, his great love towards me, it doesn't fail. Your, your victory is guaranteed. These are the steps that you should walk in. This is the system that God put in place so that you can win. Without sweat. Don't you remember now? God created man, and man was living with God, walking with God in the cool of the day. Man had not experienced sweat. So then we can we can go there and say this, since man had not experienced sweat because of the presence of God and we were supposed to live in his presence, then you were not created to have these issues that make you sweat. Amen. You weren't created for that. After sin, after a different way of thinking, became the strong uh, 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 place of confidence in your life. See, because the Bible says that, that, that they saw that the fruit was good and pleasant. I don't know what, what, what did they think they were living in. They were living, come on now, we can just walk it out by Scripture. They were living in the good. Because God said about everything that he made, it was good. They were living in the good. But here they got new information that says this is good and pleasurable. Although you're living in the good, the devil made you think that this over here is good. I used to think that the, the devil people was the party people. But no, the devil didn't come for a party. Jesus said he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I don't know how he got party out of that. I just don't even know. Jesus' words in red. The thief only comes. He comes not but for to steal, kill, destroy. Ain't partying there nowhere. But in our minds, we think that they're the ones having the fun. No, they don't. They're the ones trying to enjoy while they're being robbed, while they're being destroyed, while they're being killed. I'm going to do this because this is the last thing I'm going to do, and then I'm going to die. So they're trying to enjoy the process of dying, being robbed, and having things stolen from them. They're trying to enjoy that. Jesus didn't say he wanted you to, to, to have life to enjoy. He said he wanted you to have life abundantly. Excuse me, more abundantly. So you're not supposed to just exist. I'm going to try to have fun before I get out of here. That's just existing. You can have life and have it more abundantly. God has given you the ability, the power, the right to understand systems so that the flow of God can work in your life. <laughs> A lot of times, I'll probably try to get back to the notes, Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, some of the times we try to uh, um, we try to work 
our way into the good. We want to work our way into the good graces of God. If I do this, then things will be right. No, no, no. God gave, he created all of the good for you. He created the good for you. He wants you to richly, all things were given to you so that you can richly enjoy them. Okay? That was back to the original. That's one of the things I asked you to do. Go back to the original. Don't try to process things from your now. Process your things from your beginning. If you process things from the beginning, you will affect and change your now. But if you try to live from your now, you are now throwing away your future. You're throwing away your destiny because you're processing everything through your now. Process it from your beginning. In the beginning, God. Learn, find a way to get back to to understanding him from that position. In the beginning, God. Did you want me to sweat in the beginning, God? No. After sin, you're going to live by the sweat of your brow. Now. So if you're living, trying to affect your now, please know that your now is going to be filled with sweat, disappointment, perspiration, frustration, desperation. When you're supposed to live by inspiration. Okay. Sometimes we try to work our way into the good graces of God. I believe that it would be better for us to believe our way into that goodness. Believe that what Jesus did, that finished work, is enough. Believe that. If you use faith, you'll find peace. Use faith, find peace. Use peace, find the flow of God. Use the flow of God, and you'll find the joy of the Lord. Use the joy of the Lord, and you'll find the strength of the Lord. Use the strength of the Lord, and you'll find victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The thing that we use on purpose, by purpose, and for his purpose. Use faith, find peace. Use peace, find flow. Use flow, find joy. Use joy, find strength. Use strength, find victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your way. Oh, God's way. God's waiting on you. He wants you to understand that your victory is guaranteed. Your victory was already written before you got here. He had the systems in place so that you can enjoy all things. Go back and ask the questions of what are these systems that you want me to function in? The system of love, the system of peace, the system of faith, the system of joy. Go back to that, and you'll be the one that walks in victory. You walk from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Your way or God's way. 
God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and thank you for your word that you sent to heal us and to deliver. The word that, that gives us uh, understanding of how you function, how you create, and how we should recreate so that we can enjoy good at your hand. Walking with you in the cool of the day. Not coming to you because we're frustrated. Not coming to you just because we're tired. But we're coming to you because you are faithful. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his mercies, his compassions, they fail not. Great is your faithfulness. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Well, beloved, again, I'll give you an opportunity to, um, at the end of the ministry, to, to ask any questions or comments that you might have about uh, the ministry tonight. So area code 312-330-4024. Area code 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Here it goes, 312-330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Amen. Here it goes, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Here it goes, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. As usual, everything was a blessing. I, I loved every moment of it. <laughs> I can't pick out a favorite. It was all good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all good to me, too. I, I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> I mean, just some of the things that, that we, when you go back and, and take the time, I guess that's what happens here on Monday evenings is, is I've, I've been afforded the time to go in and, and dig out some stuff rather than just to gloss over and I appreciate that. I, I thank you all for your patience in allowing God to do that because I, I recognize, like, that sometimes the, the, uh, the spirit of Paul jumps on me and I, I, preach, uh, I preach the eternal, the everlasting word of God. <laughs> and so um, I, I get that. But I believe that it is still a necessary thing for us. When we get to heaven, we won't take a break. Y'all, it'll be all of this all of the time. That's all it'll be. It'll just yeah. be about him because then we can better understand his love. We'll get to look around and see all of the things he's already prepared for us. And then we'll just say, you know what, God? I'm just going to praise you. So amen. Thank you for yeah. being a part of the ministry uh, tonight. And all of you who are uh, either online or on the blog talk uh, path to get to us every Monday, we thank you uh, for being here. And, uh, again, we ask you that if the ministry has been a blessing to you, that you would go seek God and find out what seed he would have you to sow here at LiveDeliverance.com. Because we are only on the air because of the free will offerings of you, those that listen, and the covenant uh, partners that we have here. 
And so um, just go to livesdeliverance.com, find the donate tab, and uh, be obedient to the Lord. Because if, as he has uh, supplied you with things from by the Spirit, then it is no big deal that you should go and supply that from your own natural resources to help us to keep uh, the word of the Lord coming to you each and every Monday at 9 uh, until about 10, 1030, so that we can just uh, strengthen you where you are and then grow together. Because, again, this is not just for me to, to exercise my, uh, my intellect or, or my acumen of a scripture. This is so that we can grow together. The next rapture ain't going to be a single-man rapture. We all go up together, or we're going to stay down here till, until we come into the fullness of the stature of the Son of God. So that's what I'm here for, is to bring uh, your understanding to the place where we can grow up together and enjoy the presence of God. So until next Monday, again, please um, tell your friends, uh, tell your coworkers, tell people uh, where they can come and they can participate in the ministry. If they're not saved, they need to be hearing a word of salvation. And if they are, they need to walk together because he's coming back for one body. And so we're going to have to do that, grow up in him in all things. So until next Monday, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.